Good morning. Today is Friday, the 5th of February, 2021. Our readings for this morning are Psalm 69, verses 1 through 23, optional 24 through 30, we'll probably skip them, and 31 through 38. Isaiah 56, verses 1 through 8. Galatians 5, 16 through 24, and the Gospel of Mark, chapter 9, verses 2 through 13. We commemorate today the martyrs of Japan and Agatha of Sicily. Nations shall come to your light, and sovereigns to the brightness of your rising. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Creator, to set forth God's praise to hear God's holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation. And so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship God, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. God of all mercy, we confess that we have sinned against you, opposing your will in our lives. We have denied your goodness in each other, in ourselves, and in the world you have created. We repent of the evil that enslaves us, the evil we have done, and the evil done on our behalf. Forgive, restore, and strengthen us, through our Savior Jesus Christ, that we may abide in your love and serve only your will. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. The Holy One is in our midst. O come, let us worship. Come, let us sing to God. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to God with psalms. For you are a great God. You are great above all gods. In your hand are the caverns of the earth, and the heights of the hills are yours also. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee, and kneel before God our Maker. For you are our God, and we are the people of your pasture and the sheep of your hand. Oh, that today we would hearken to your voice. The Holy One is in our midst. O oh, come. Let us worship. Save me, O God, for the waters have come up to my neck. I sink in deep mire where there is no foothold. I have come into deep waters and the flood sweeps over me. I am weary with my crying. My throat is parched. My eyes grow dim with waiting for my God. More in number than the hairs of my head are those who hate me without cause. Many are those who would destroy me, my enemies who accuse me falsely. 
What I did not steal must I now restore? O God, you know my folly. The wrongs I have done are not hidden from you. Do not let those who hope in you be put to shame because of me. O sovereign God of hosts, do not let those who seek you be dishonored because of me. O God of Israel, it is for your sake that I have borne reproach, that shame has covered my face. I have become a stranger to my kindred, an alien to my mother's children. It is zeal for your house that has consumed me. The insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. When I humbled my soul with fasting, they insulted me for doing so. When I, make sa when I made sackcloth my clothing, I became a byword to them. I am the subject of gossip for those who sit in the gate, and the drunkards make songs about me. But as for me, my prayer is to you, O God, at an acceptable time, O God. In the abundance of your steadfast love, answer me. With your faithful help, rescue me from sinking in the mire. Let me be delivered from my enemies and from the deep waters. Do not let the flood sweep over me or the deep swallow me up or the pit close its mouth over me. Answer me, O God, for your steadfast love is good. According to your abundant mercy, turn to me. Do not hide your face from your servant, for I am in distress. Make haste to answer me. Draw near to me. Redeem me. Set me free because of my enemies. You know the insults I receive and my shame and dishonor. My, my foes are all known to you. Insults have broken my heart so that I am in despair. I looked for pity, but there was none, and for comforters, but I found none. They gave me poison for food, and for my thirst they gave me vinegar to drink. Let their table be a trap for them, a snare for their allies. Let their eyes be darkened so that they cannot see, and make their loins tremble continually. Pour out your indignation upon them, and let your burning anger overtake them. May their camp be a desolation. Let no one live in their tents. For they persecute those whom you have struck down, and those whom you have wounded, they attack still more. Add guilt to their guilt, that they may have no acquittal from you. Let them be blotted out of the book of the living. Let them not be enrolled among the, among the righteous. But I am lowly and in pain. Let your salvation, O God, protect me. I will praise the name of God with a song. I will magnify God with thanksgiving. This will please God more than an ox or a bull with horns and hoofs. Let the oppressed see it and be glad. You who seek God, let your hearts revive. For God hears the needy and does not despise God's own that are in bonds. Let heaven and earth praise God, the seas and everything that moves in them. For God will save Zion and rebuild the cities of Judah. And God's servants shall live there and possess it. The children of God's servants shall inherit it. And those who love God's name shall live in it. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. 
Amen. A reading from Isaiah. Thus says God, Maintain justice and do what is right, for soon my salvation will come, and my deliverance will be revealed. Happy is the mortal who does this, the one who holds it fast, who keeps the Sabbath, not profaning it, and refrains from doing any evil. Do not let the foreigner joined to God say, God will surely separate me from God's people. And do not let the eunuch say, I am just a dry tree. For thus says God, to the eunuchs who keep my Sabbaths, who choose the things that please me and hold fast my covenant, I will give in my house and within my walls a monument and a name better than sons and daughters. I will give them an everlasting name that shall not be cut off. And the foreigners who join themselves to God, to minister to God, to love the name of God, and to be God's servants, all who keep the Sabbath and do not profane it, and hold fast my covenant, these I will bring to my holy mountain, and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be accepted on my altar, for my house shall be called a house of prayer for all peoples. Thus says God, who gathers the outcasts of Israel, I will gather others to them besides those already gathered. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle I, a song of Jonah. I called to you, O God, out of my distress, and you answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried, and you heard my voice. You cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas and the flood surrounded me. All your waves and billows passed over me. Then I said, I am driven away from your sight. How shall I ever look again upon your holy temple? The waters closed in over me. The deep was round about me. Weeds were wrapped around my head at the roots of the mountains. I went down to the land beneath the earth. Yet you brought up my life from the depths, O God. As my life was ebbing away, I remembered you, O God. And my prayer came to you, into your holy temple. With the voice of thanksgiving I will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed I will pay, for deliverance belongs to God. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Galatians. Live by the Spirit, I say, and do not gratify the desires of the flesh. For what the flesh desires is opposed to the Spirit. And what the Spirit desires is opposed to the flesh. For these are opposed to each other, to prevent you from doing what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not subject to the law. Now the works of the flesh are obvious. Fornication, impurity, licentiousness, idolatry, sorcery, enmities, strife, jealousy, anger, quarrels, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and things like that. Things like these. I am warning you, as I warned you before, those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. By contrast, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, 
kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against such things. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also be guided by the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, competing against one another, envying one another. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle 18, A Song to the Lamb Splendor and honor and royal power are yours by right, O God Most High. For you created everything that is, and by your will they were created and have their being. And yours by right, O Lamb that was slain. For with your blood you have redeemed for God, from every family, language, people, and nation, a royal priesthood to serve our God. And so to the one who sits upon the throne, and to Christ the Lamb, be worship and praise, dominion and splendor, forever and forevermore. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ according to Mark. Glory to you, Jesus Christ. Six days later, Jesus took with them Peter and James and John and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And Jesus was transfigured before them. And Jesus' clothes became dazzling white, such as no one on earth could bleach them. And there appeared to them Elijah with Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say, for they were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud there came a voice. This is my incarnate, the beloved. Listen to them. Suddenly, when they looked around, they saw no one with them anymore, but only Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus ordered them to tell no one about what they had seen, until after the word incarnate had risen from the dead. So they kept the matter to themselves, questioning what this rising from the dead could mean. Then they asked Jesus, Why do the scribes say that Elijah must come first? Jesus said to them, Elijah is indeed coming, first to restore all things. How then is it written about the word incarnate, that they is to go through many sufferings and be treated with contempt? But I tell you that Elijah has come, and what they did to and they did to Elijah whatever they pleased, as it is written about Elijah. The Gospel of Jesus Christ. Praise to you, Jesus Christ. Let's affirm our faith together. I believe in God, the Creator Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only begotten, our Savior. Christ was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. Christ ascended to the dead. On the third day, Christ rose again. 
Christ ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Creator. Christ will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. A few thoughts on the readings today. In our psalm, particularly in verse 6, the latter part of verse 6, the psalmist says that God, that his, let me throw that over. The psalmist says that their faults are not hidden from God. And I think, although this is in the context of justifying oneself, before God and asking for vindication against one's enemies, saying, I haven't done what they've accused me of. Um, I'm not guilty in this way. I think also there's a very poignant and deeper meaning for us in our current context. And it's that God knows even our unintentional sins. You know, I think of the generational sin of racism and how when we are brought up in sinful attitude that debases the other. God knows this even when it's so ingrained in us that we don't see it. And as we'll get to in one of our later scriptures, God reveals it to us gently and in God's time God actually doesn't do as the psalmist asks and destroy all our enemies. Our God is merciful to us and to our enemies. Although we totally understand, of course, the psalmist's desire to see them punished. But I think what the psalmist is really asking for is for their power to be taken away. That when we abuse our privilege and our power, and use it to hurt other people, that we should then be divested of that power. And I think this speaks too to the need for different seasons of being, you know? There are seasons where we need to step back from all the doing and spend some time learning so that then when we do, we can do it with more wisdom and more grace. In our reading from Isaiah, God says that no one is worthless. No one is useless. Those things by which we have measured our worth, our descendants, in this case, whatever it might be, that, that God has more than that for us and that God values us in a different way. And that brings us to Galatians. Well, you know, I really wish, and maybe someday I will, but I'll go back and dig into the translation and get a really a better understanding of this word that we've translated as flesh. Because I believe with with absolute certainty 
that God did not create us in these bodies to abuse and hate them. God did not create us to be fragmented from ourselves. And so I I really believe that what's meant here is akin to what we talked about earlier this week, Um, that when we are ruled by first layer needs, so to speak, and one can consider that of context or of the world here, Paul, wherever the the writer was, calls it, we won't go down that road, but anyway, calls it flesh. I think we need to understand that as these driving needs, the things that we fear becoming scarce, right? Money, food, water, anything that drives us to such a point of desperation that we would do evil to obtain or retain it. I think that's what's meant here. And I know it sounds rotten, but I really do believe that we need to go deeper. We need to go to the spiritual level. We need to feed our immortal souls first before anything else. And then the rest of it falls into place. From that place of security, steadfast in God's love, we who have can give bounteously to others. We can stop being afraid of not having enough. And we can give out of abundance because God is abundant in mercy and sustenance in every way imaginable. Which brings us then to the ascension, our reading from the Gospel of Mark. And this is a beloved reading, you know, it's it's a milestone not only in our liturgical calendar, but in our faith journey handed down through generations. Today, I'd like to focus on something Jesus says at the end. I tell you that Elijah has come, and they did to him whatever they pleased, as it is written about him. And I think this is a further example that there are things that are out of our control. Sometimes they're out of our control for a time. Sometimes they're out of our control for always. And just as the people did not listen, did not heed what Elijah was saying to them, so also we don't heed our prophets. But there's hope because what Elijah had to contribute, the power that God gave him, the love that he acted out in the world, hearkening back to yesterday, was deeper and greater and less temporal than his time on the earth. And when we look at things from that broader perspective, I think the immediate reaction of the evil around us matters less than the lasting blessing of the faith that we live out through loving action in our lives.
I hope that that was somewhat helpful and intelligible this morning. Thank you. Let's continue on with the prayers. God be with you and also with you. Let us pray. Our creator in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your dominion come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the sovereignty, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Let's do Separatist at B, found on page 98 of the Book of Common Prayer. Save your people, God, and bless your inheritance. Govern and uphold us now and always. Day by day, we bless you. We praise your name forever. God, keep us from all sin today. Have mercy on us, God, have mercy. God, show us your love and mercy, for we put our trust in you. In you, God, is our hope, and we shall never hope in vain. A collect for peace. O God, the author of peace and lover of concord, to know you is eternal life, and to serve you is perfect freedom. Defend us, your humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in your defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Our prayer for mission. Sovereign Jesus Christ, you stretched out your arms of love on the hardwood of the cross, that everyone might come within the reach of your saving embrace. So clothe us in your spirit, that we, reaching forth our hands in love, may bring those who do not know you to the knowledge and love of you, for the honor of your name. Amen. And now, friends, let us, in sacred silence, lift up those whom the Holy Spirit has placed upon our hearts for prayer. Let us say together, Amen. Let us say together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, giver of all mercies, we, your humble co-creators, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. 
We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life. But above all, for your immeasurable love and the redemption of the world by our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies. So with truly thankful hearts, we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service, and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Let us bless God. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Savior Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen.